All right, what's good, everybody? Hope all is well. I hope all is well. You're doing good. You find this small podcast from the best of all land. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You know, we need your help. Praying for you as you pray for us. We're going to jump right into it. I already talked too long, 15 seconds about nothing. Today, we're talking about bullying. And I just got a couple of thoughts about bullying. I'm against it 1,000% on any and every level. I don't think it's right. There'll never be a time when it will be right. Bullying is not right. It is wrong. 1,000% wrong. Oh, don't let me forget. My wife is with me today on this podcast. Hello, hello. There she is. I just kept on talking because I don't like to waste time. So listen, I want to jump into it. I want to talk about some topics or some stats, all right, from admissionly.com. Talk about some stats that they have right here. Talk about school bullying stats. A high percentage of middle school students have reported being bullied in various places in classrooms. 23% of students were bullied in other places like the cafeteria. Check this out. 41% of students who reported being bullied at school indicated of the repetition of the incident. Now, I don't know how people today, parents today, I mean, we're parents, our children are rather young, but I don't know how on the whole and widespread how parents uh, talk about bullying at home, how to deal with bullies. I know how my mom and daddy told me to deal with it. How about you? What did your mom tell you? Oh, well, my mom and dad said different things. They were raised differently. Bullying just makes me think of to fight or not to fight. And so my father said fight. My mother said <laughs> don't fight. Absolutely, because my mom's model was violence doesn't solve anything. My daddy said violence solves a lot because <laughs> it, it does. My daddy made sure we knew how to we knew how to punch people in their nose and their throat. That's all it was to it. Get them up off you. What I remember learning about bullying was anytime you stand up to a bully, they always end up trying to be your friend later or trying to respect. Well, it depends themselves. how you stand up to them, especially if you hurt them. Well, you know that's the kind of standing up. I'm just saying you can't just give the bully what they want. If you stand up to them, whatever way, whether it's verbally, physically, they gain respect for you. Oh yeah. Because I don't know what that psyche is or how that really works, but it does work. I've never been bullied. I'm a big dude, but I've always fought bullies. People who bully other people. I, didn't, I, was, I wasn't with it. I mean, from middle school, elementary school on, I just wasn't with it. Now, would I just fight any old body? Deep down, I would, but if I didn't have to, I, 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 I wouldn't. But bullying is something that is beyond the classroom. And you start off and beyond the cafeteria. It's also on the internet. Now, I told this to my wife the other day. I, I, I don't connect too well with cyberbullying because I'm an 80s baby. And when I was in elementary school and middle school, we didn't even have internet. And then the kids who did have internet were rich, seemingly. <laughs> and then the internet we had was that dial-up. So by the time you, you tried to type in the insult, I could, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could log off and say, I've never seen it. You know, but it's different for these kids. Everything is online. Cyberbullying is a real thing. I think you know, just turn off the computer. But obviously, they can't. So they're they addicted. Have to have yeah, they have to have tools to deal with cyberbullying. I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm equipped to tell kids how to deal with cyberbullying. Oh, I'm equipped. It's simple. We're gonna get off and do something else. I mean, but they gotta stand up for themselves too, because they eventually gonna get back on. Well, that's there. well. You don't want to get in the back and forth with a book because you can't punch a book. You can't cyber punch a book. No, so, so in my mind, there's no going back and forth. Right. 
but they probably would try. They, I mean, somebody said the I'm, dozens. The dozens was a tool back in the day to deal with people who were bullies. If some people like just talk now, at you and you know, cause you're bad. Now I'll roast you. Okay, that's a skill set. Some people got. Some people can roast. Some people can toast. Nah, I'm from the city, and you, if you know how to roast, you you just stay out of conversations. You don't come over here if you got some double bell crows. Or if your if your if your pants in the water, you just stay where you at. If you if you teach them how to speak up for themselves, because if you can't speak up and if, and if you got to you know your clothes too, listen, you roasted. But this this cyberbullying thing is different. It said 15 percent of students reported being cyberbullied. They say cyberbullying is an emerging form of bullying where technology is misused for threatening, embarrassing, and threatening other people. Okay, so like for instance, if a girl, if they, if, if one person is talking about somebody online, and now everybody jumps on. And it feels like the whole school is talking about you online. And then you go to school and it just continues. It just compounds. It's like twice as hard. You know what I'm saying? To deal with. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, it can seem that way twice as hard, but it, it is. There's no but to that. I'm just more say something back. I know, even if it's not true. I mean, that's a form of war, if we put it like that. Here's a stat right here that's. That's quite interesting. Between 2007 and 2019, cyberbullying has, has, has increased from 18% to 37%. The percentage of cyberbullying has doubled 25%. And uh, students said they were cyberbullied using hurting comments and 22% reporting spreading rumors. It's foolishness. Well, see, one thing about the cyberbullying is you can say a whole lot of stuff online. It's you easy, you it's so easy can. to be running your mouth online versus face to face with somebody. It's stuff that they will never say to a person's face. They'll say on the computer. Right. And then I'll be that one, all stuff online. I'll see you at your locker and say, you square <laughs> up. I mean, I, and, 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 but then, but in the same breath, you 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 shut down all that. And everybody know, man, you ain't talking about nothing, man. You just put, you, you, you know, you just barking behind the door. You, you barking behind the wall. You ain't saying nothing. But check this out. When I was looking up bullying and thinking about talking about kids with this, what popped up on the same bullying sheet was this. 94% of 2,081 employees reported being bullied in the workplace. 2,081? They, that's the number of employees oh, they, okay. they, uh, they surveyed. But over 2,000 employees, 94% of them said they were being bullied at the workplace. Oh, so bullying is a learned behavior. Yes, it is, and and, and and that's one thing, and that's one thing that I don't I don't think people uh, get get to look at or understand, and in, in on a grand scheme mm-hmm. of thing, bullying is not just a child thing; it's a mindset. And I don't like the adult kind. I don't do that. No, and this came from according to a 2019 survey on Monster.com. The 2081 employees, 94 percent, reported having been bullied numerous times in their workplaces, which is an increase of 19 percent. Over the last 11 years, over 51% of respondents reported being bullied by their boss or manager. Okay, so let's let's just break this down. Let's get down to the root of it. What what is the cause for bullying? Like, why do bullies They're, control? Control. I think that's a big part of it. They're trying to gain control. They they, they lack control somewhere in their lives, and they're trying to gain control of another person through being vicious or being violent or whatever. That's what I think. I think it's about control. 
What you think? Yeah, it's definitely about control. I'm looking up this article on VeryWellMind.com, and it says that there's no one reason why people bully, but many people who engage in bully uh, engage in this conduct. They feel powerless. They suffer from insecurity. They need to control others, and they enjoy the rewards they get from bullying. So, that's, that's why when I was a kid, I, I didn't get bullied a lot. Um, I mean, you not physically, you know what I'm saying? But there were people that would say stuff and then I would get them back and then they back up. But to me, what was always obvious is the bully's insecurity. I could see it big as day. Like, if you love yourself and you're happy with yourself, you don't do stuff like this. Nah, like, that's true. I knew instinctively, like, this person has a problem. Because they don't know me. Something wrong with Billy Bob. Something wrong with <laughs> So let me find out what this problem is and dig into it, which was the wrong, that wasn't the Christian way to handle it, but. Oh, you're a child. You're young, trying to figure out what's going on and why do you why do you even say something about you. Buddies will go far. What I like about, what, or what I don't like, but what is uh, insightful of, is how someone can feel powerless and try to feel powerful making someone else feel powerless. It's a, it's, it's a crazy dichotomy to me. And I think I think, I think think the whole thing is definitely spiritual, but it's also how someone was raised because bullied, bullied people usually are bullied somewhere else. Well, you understand? Know yeah, and it's a misunderstanding of what power is. Some people believe I can only have power if you don't. Like we both can't have power. And yeah, and, and it's wild. Well, what kind of radar they use to pick out who to bully on and how. But I always tell people all the time, people know who to pick on. They know who to run up on, stuff like that. I mean, you run up on me and mine, and you getting slapped in the face, punched. I mean, and it's not going to be just one time. I was that kid. We going to fight on site till I get tired. Until they say, Neil, if you hit him again, you're going to be expelled from school. You know, it'll be good. Well, I wasn't big on fighting. Um, only because I don't like people's bodies that close to mine. I'm germaphobe. But I feel like what I learned, it was a psychological thing with me. So the bully is trying to hurt my feelings. Now, if you touch me, of course, if you touch me, I'm going to try to kill you. But it usually don't always start off that way. It starts off with words. So the bully is trying to hurt my feelings. And if I show them that what they're saying does not matter, like it's not affecting me at all, it's like the Bible, and the Bible says, resist, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Mm-hmm. Every single time I looked at the bully like, okay, and? And they couldn't get the tears or whatever like they did from other people. They'd be like, oh. And they'd have, to move, you know, they, they'd have to move on because they want that reaction. That's the physical thing of it. Speaking of t- t- technology and the kids getting cyber bullied, 23% of uh, employees, grown people, reported being bullied by aggressive emails. 20% by negative gossips of co-workers and 18% by yelling by others. Mm-hmm. So different forms of being bullied at the workplace. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, what's, to, what's 2022, let's just say 40 years ago, some change in civil rights days, even more than 40 years ago, uh, in the 50s and 60s, when black people were getting positions as managers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and different officers, they probably got bullied by their manager or because of the because of the racial disparity or the racial prejudices, things of that nature, and you had to deal with them differently back then. Right now, you got grown people getting bullied through emails. I see, I would just ignore the email. I wouldn't even respond to. See, the I was gonna say I would confront them. I I feel like if if it's face to face, like you can't just yell at me. I'm very sensitive about the way people talk to me. Yeah, I don't care if you 
my supervisor or the president of the United States, you can't yell at me and not get a response. But an email, again, bullies want attention. Like I'm, I'm talking this way because I want you to respond to me, make me feel important. Ignore the crap out of that email. And then, then they come and say, did you get my email? Oh, you know what? I don't know. Is this something you want to say to me? I didn't, I didn't get it. Ignore me now. Yeah. I think um, understanding who you are and what you're going to spend your time towards is key. Yeah. Because if you don't, you mess around spending all your time trying to see, trying to figure out why somebody doing something. And, and, the, and the whole answer is they're miserable. Yeah, because but, misery loves company. But what you said was was straight on. You have to address, I would say either, it, it depends on what kind of bullying it is, either ignore it because you don't want to give them attention or address it. How you address it, there's a good way and a bad way to address it, but you have to let them know what you're doing is not going to get the result you're looking for. Not with me. I know you're used to doing this mm-hmm. and getting this result with me. You're going to get a different result. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I worked at the... When I'm not going to say where I worked, but I dealt with some some people who tried to be bullies. And I love bullies because I usually am able to stop their bullying behavior because mm-hmm. I know they want a response. But if you come at me yelling... I'm gonna keep my cool. I'm not gonna act ignorant like you. I'm not gonna get my blood pressure up because you're crazy. I'm gonna look at you and say, obviously you're upset about something. When you're ready to talk to me like a human being, calm down and come back and we can talk. And I'll leave you standing there in your own stew because my energy is so important. I can't give you all that energy because you want to give me all yours. I have you looking dumb and I'll walk off and I'll be just fine. Go get me some coffee. When you don't give them the response they want, they have to go somewhere else to look for it. They're trying to start an argument. They're trying to start something mm-hmm. wrong. You've got to get it. You can't give them your energy. Now, when it comes down to people starting something, trying to get something out of you, it, and like we've discussed and seen with these different stats from Very Well Mind and um, a couple other uh, surveys, bullying is a mindset. One apparent place that we don't talk about or don't want to acknowledge a lot, especially in our community, is the bullying that goes on in the church. Uh-huh. It, 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 it's, it's serious bullying that goes on there through that pulpit, through the church period. Yeah. And like you just said, like you just said, you can either ignore it or you confront it. Now, more than likely, if you confront bullying in any kind of way, like you make, you're making me feel some, making making anyone feel less than to do something that they don't really want to do, that's bullying to me. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. Make them feel less than they don't want to do it. When you see them next time, you jump up on them and you try to blood them. You make folk feel bad for not coming to a service two, you know, two, three, four days out the week. You make folk feel bad because they miss revival, as if, as if they don't have a family. You make folk miss uh, if they miss something at church. You make them feel a certain way because you're supposed to be a member, do this, or are they checking the ties and you can't give as much because you got something you're trying to do for your own household. Because you can't control their schedule. You can't control their schedule. And that's where that control comes in. And we overlook a lot of the stuff that goes on in church of bullying because and we people take it for years. Yeah. Because they think they're supposed to because that's what God wants them to do because they don't read the Bible. They don't read the Bible, nor, nor, nor do they pray. Right. And we don't talk about it, especially at the church, because mm-hmm. then more than likely whoever's going to hear this, they're going to think about who bullied, who bullied them at church. And they didn't consider it bullying. Right. They just consider, oh, they, you know, they just trying to get. That's just, they, that's just how it is. And that's the same mindset that these kids get to in school. That's just how it is. And they grow Don't up under that. And so imagine how an adult feels, how someone may have felt 
feeling I gotta do this, I gotta be there, I gotta give. Bishop say, Pastor say, Apostle say, we gotta give this much and do something. You really don't have it, and you really don't want to. You don't, and you really don't and want the Bible to. Talks about that. You, we want you. The God wants you to give with a glad heart. Yeah. Giving begrudgingly, you might as well keep it. Or give out of fear. It's giving out of fear at that point because you don't want them to look at you a certain kind of way or say something uh, wild to you about it, and you don't want, and you definitely don't want them to know what's going on at home. Why you didn't give a thousand dollars? I got bills. You know what? What would really help the adults in church? Wow, I never even thought about the term using, bu- using bullying. I've heard like spiritual abuse and stuff like that. It's bullying. But because um, <laughs> it, it's not always so direct. Sometimes it's passive aggressive. Sometimes uh-huh. it's just I'm going to ignore you. I'm not going to respond to you. All of that is manipulation. But when it all boils down to it, what saves me from being bullied, not just in church, but anywhere, is I never, ever feel obligated to do anything. I, you cannot make me feel obliged. I'm obliged to you because you're my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but anybody, and my children take care, but anybody else, my, I don't have to do anything. I'm a dog on I, you understand? If God has not impressed <laughs> upon me to do it, I don't care how, how difficult, not how difficult, how um, fiercely you come at me, what kind of words you use. If I don't have a personal conviction to do it, you can't make me feel bad about not doing it. You can stop talking to me. You can act funny with me. I promise you, I love you and just go somewhere else. But you can't make me feel like I have. I don't even. I don't even know how to say supposed to. I'm supposed. I ain't supposed to do nothing. <laughs> Joe Clark, that's right? it. <laughs> Put a Joe Clark on these. And I love these Negroes. Let me read this some things I found from Outreach Magazine. I'm putting everybody business out there. They wrote this article back in December 11, 2016. Five dangers of church bullies. All right. When bullies are when bullies are allowed power, the church is already unhealthy. All right. Number two, it says church bullies leave carnages of wounded and dying people. Number three, church bullies drive away healthy leaders. They end up by themselves. Number four. Church bullies cause church leaders to work from a posture of fear. They're afraid. Instead of moving forward in faith, church leaders often spend more time worrying about how the decisions will be received by the cartel, the bullies. These leaders know that the, the cartel will come after them if they go contrary to the Cardinals groups or to the Cardinals groups wishes. And five, I'm coming back to number four. Number five, we are told in scripture to manifest the fruit of the spirit. Church bullies cause the church to do just the opposite. In Galatians 5, 23, Paul is clear about the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. Church bullies bring hate, discord, anxiety, impatience, evil fear, brutality, and chaos. And I want to add that. <laughs> and some people say, yeah, and, and I definitely uh, add that because they will ask for everything and give little to nothing. They'll have you be a part of someone. It's gonna help us make money, bring the church up, and they and they thrive. And the church is still as a as a whole is still struggling. And they see that. I want to come back to this fourth one real quick. Unless you got something to say. Uh, what what came to mind when you were saying all this stuff is the is the gross misinterpretation of the word of God where Christians really feel like I can't say no. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a Christian, I cannot say no. I have to always do what other people want me to do. That's not even what, that's not what Jesus did. God, God don't even do but that. But that's, that's a part of the culture. We just believe I, the Christian thing to do is to, 
I've, used, I've heard people use that term so many times and right after they say it, they describe how they're being walked over. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be that kind of Christian. Where did you get that from? I don't want to do that. And crapped on for no apparent reason. The, well, the Christian thing to do would be to um, allow this person to control me because it'll keep peace. Did the Bible say something like Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace for the sword? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> about, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta bring truth with love, but the truth is, hey, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do it. But that goes back to number four. Church bullies call church leaders to cause from a, to work. Excuse me. Church bullies cause church leaders to work from a posture of fear. And this is I've 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 experienced this, and I've had pastors, you know. Uh, we've been together over 10 years. You know, you've seen me and pastors say one thing and I'm like, I'm not going with it. You're lying. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. These things. I'm like, you just don't do it, my boy. When I was at the church in Georgia, I went against what everybody was saying. They said, pastors say fast. I don't, I don't know about that. Because I, I pray and I know what God has me doing, what I'm going with. I, was, I think I was writing my first book at that time. And I was like, no, I'm, God got me on this vein. And everybody's saying, you just need to do what the pastor's saying with the bishop says. Say, hey, my daddy. And I don't have to do that. I'm a Christian for myself. I'm not trying to be against anybody or what's going on. But I got something God wants me to do. Yeah. And then from then on, O'Neill's rebellious. Call me what you want, but I'm, I'm I'm at peace and I'm free. Because when I get to heaven, I have to stand at the gate. Do you understand? By myself. Ain't no group on. And I got to answer for myself. But what strikes me is when you, when you say the word fear, this is a scripture that my mom drilled into my head. I can't say where it comes from. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So that comes in any situation. If you are in a situation where you are afraid, God is not cool with that situation. Or no, no. he's not cool with your mindset in that situation. So either you need to leave the situation or your mindset need to change so that your behavior changes. Because fear is not a Well, if you're, if you're, well, I've learned this. When your, when your mindset changes in a bad situation, you will look, you will find a way out because the situation is still bad. You or just, they have to change because you. Or, or, right, or they have to change right. if you're in control. But more than likely, church bullies are, are the, or those who are insecure who become church leaders turn into bullies. They only, they don't, they don't want to coin it that way that's a lot of what it is because if I go against you and I'm saved I'm not wrong right. and I'm not against you right. you know what I'm saying it's like I got I may have a different perspective gone deeper in God in my walk and God has changed what I'm supposed to do because I because what gets me is I've seen this in almost every church I've left uh, uh, when I've left a lot of ministers left after me and almost all of us continued in ministry we just can do it at that church right and then people, and then and I look at folk and I'm like, well, all of us can't be wrong. Right. Well, some all, churches act like they have a monopoly on God. Like God is here. We got God in this cage. You come and pay your tithe and you can see him. And mm -hmm. once you leave here, you won't see him until you come back. Or you won't hear from him. Yeah, God God is not confined like that. But um, I, think, I think it's one of the things that could be discussed about fear is how you get so comfortable being in fear that you don't even know that you're in a dysfunctional situation. Like you're just so mm. used to feeling anxious and this is just how it's supposed to be. And it's like- oh, Walking on eggshells. All the time. Right? But but people have to understand, listen to me clearly, listen to us clearly. If you feel that way around anybody, you're being bullied. Yeah. I never thought of that where, term being where, so broad like that. It is, oh, it is absolutely broad. Like it doesn't, like you, you're being bullied at church, at work or in school. Like, this is a family podcast. So anybody can listen to this and understand exactly what I'm saying on their own level. You could be bullied from your school. 
lifestyle. We got to talk about, we got to do a part two. You can be bullied in your marriage. You can be bullied in your family. Right, all over. But you got to understand what the feeling of being bullied is. Mm -hmm. I can't say what I want to say, how I want to say it. And I'm not even being mean. I'm just trying to find out something. I'm afraid. Or anything that makes someone feel belittled about thinking, about expressing their thought about something, just to have a conversation. Why are you saying that? They're controlling. And people say, uh, a lot of people say, because the Bible doesn't talk a lot about bullying. Uh, A lot of it, when I was studying it, a lot of it comes from the Jezebel spirit. And I was like, well, Jezebel was a manipulator and God told her through a prophet, what's gonna happen to you? You know, the dog's gonna lick your bone, lick your, lick your, lick your body up, baby. You, you know, it's, it's only a matter of time. That was when King, Second Kings is when it actually happened, you know, but. but you know what, that, that brings to mind that, why, why would God have such an opposition to bullies? It's because a bully mm-hmm. is really trying to be your God. That's all as he is. And you should have no other God. Trying to be a slave unto that. Romans yeah. six tell, tell Romans six mm-hmm. tells us when we are saved mm-hmm. and we walk into salvation, we are not a slave to those things to not slave to sin. Right. Control or by, or human control, anything, anything like the spiritual control, that's a sin. That's idolatry. That's exactly what it is. That's a, it is exactly idolatry. God and, is not cool with you being bullied. Oh no. And and there are some people, you know, the fight or flight is real. And like I said, I'm a Jones. We from the east side of Cleveland. My my uncle, Uncle Johnny, Aditi, my cousin Jamil, Jamil. We know we we don't have no problem fighting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we have no problem putting hands on, especially when it comes to our family. But everybody's not like that. There are families, especially in the church, that are full of full of their flight. They won't say a word. And, and then when someone said, well, why you want to leave? Well, you know what, Bishop, you know, we'll stay. You know, we know everybody makes mistakes and we'll work through it. I don't know, like I think when it comes to church situations, I I know the difference between you and I, you're a fight, you're a fighter. You'll, you'll sit there and say, this is what needs to change. Like you'll confront people. I think I really got to care and I just don't. So I leave very quickly. Well, I I, I, I stay and and speak up with church because I care about the people. And that's your role too. Yeah, I care about the people because I understand. As we talked before about baby Christians, yeah, they can be of all ages. We understand that, and I care about them being able to understand who they are in Christ, so they can see them one day. And if anybody I'm around is is not paying attention to that. But you're demanding something out of these people and not teach them where they need to be better. You're bullying them. You're using them. Period. Yeah, I didn't look at I it mean, like that. I think I just looked at it like I don't like it, so I'm leaving. If y'all don't like it, y'all need to figure it out. It's 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 no different than a bully in the seventh grade trying to take something from a kid because a kid don't want to fight back because he's too blood. That's crazy because I see that clearly as bullying, but I never I've never <laughs> applied it to church and thought that this is bullying. It's absolutely bullying. It's no, it it's no different when Jezebel sent out all them people to try to get uh, um, Elijah, you know, I'm trying to try to scare him. And Elijah ran, and God said, "What are you doing? You know what I mean? I'm like, what? Like you just did this with, uh, to the prophets of Baal or Baal, if you want to uh, pronounce it, and you're hiding. You're powerful. You're great. I made you. I fed you. I brought. I had the ray. I had the birds for you to bring you food by the brook. I gave you so much power." And you're going to let someone who's not even in control, her husband is, she manipulated him, you know, and to, and you're going to run from him? No, nah, it's not going to work. I got I got to get you out of here. One day, you, one day you're down. 
Elijah was so powerful, he spoke fire down. You know what I mean? It's like, but understanding who you are and being consistent on that. And like I say, it, this is spirit of bullying that we're confronting, we're talking about right now, y'all, if you're just joining me in. But it's like, fam, it's in the church. And why am I talking about church bullying? Because you take what you get from church and you take it home. And then what you come at home, you face with the world, what your children go through, what your spouse goes through. And more than likely, more than likely, you're going to attack that situation based on how you attack the word of God and based on how you look at how you feel at your church. So if you feel like you're uninvolved or don't want to do nothing about it, you don't take the work that seriously. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's something, it's just something happens when you take the word of God seriously that you start to become more involved in things in your church and the community, as we both do. You understand what I'm saying? And other people that we know as well. But if someone is not teaching you and showing you with the word of God in your church how to be successful and strong in the Lord and just want you to be at church all day and then belittle you for not being at church because you got stuff you got to do. What you going to do when your kids come home and they say, well, such and such is bothering me. Oh, you'll be okay. Yeah. Just tell the teacher. That ain't going to get it. There's well, for nothing, me, it's not. Nothing. There's, there's nothing more valuable than, I don't, I don't say nothing, but there's very little that's right. more valuable than your time. People that want your time and they want to dictate to how you use your time, they don't even know everything that's going on in your life. That's asking a lot. Absolutely, yes. We're going to wrap this up here, y'all. We'll come with a part two on maybe later on. But we want to hear your comments, thoughts, and concerns about this, about school bullying, about work bullying, especially about church bullying. All right, this is Neil Jones and Nancy Jones. We love to love the Christ. Talk to you soon. See Peace. You.